Welcome back, everyone, for episode 28 of the Zero Analytics Podcast. Today on the episode, we take a deep dive into the motor industry, where we talk to someone who has been a huge player over the past years, especially with with the clone motors in general, but who's been um, in the sport for as long as most of us, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s, and has really kind of seen the sport, the ups and downs, the roller coasters. But today on the podcast, we end up talking, um, going pretty in-depth in talking about uh, definitely the clone motors and things like that. Um, and kind of like how it kind of relates to not only people that are on the national level, but also uh, more on like the local level and kind of um, a lot of things. I think that if you have a pen and paper and you want to take some notes, um, just kind of like even where to read the RPMs and and where reading them at different points on the track kind of help you and trying to understand the, you know, definitely something that Eric helped me understand the load uh, the motor compared to the load of the tires and kind of helped me kind of meld that relationship together to um, to get the most on the track um, out of both the cart, the motor, and the tires. So again, anyone listening to this, um, you know, we talk in depth about not only building a business, but maybe some other ways to do it that, um, you know, maybe will be a little more successful for you kind of moving forward. And some of the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, the goods and the bads of building businesses. But um, I think in the end, um, it all kind of comes back full circle to where, you know, kind of maybe making a life out of this um, is definitely an option. But maybe there's other alternatives to just have fun and getting hooked up with the right people and, uh, and having that sense of community with a tight nip of people. And, um, and even thrown in there, we have one of the fun here uh, go-karting stories I've ever heard in my life. So anyway... Everyone, I hope you really enjoy this. It's something I enjoyed, and uh, I'm so grateful that, that people like this take the time to come on here and, and try to share some information and really help the community in general. So, everyone, without any further ado, my friend, Mr. Eric Voss. All right, we'll get started here. So, today on the podcast, we, uh, we have someone I've really been looking forward to. I kind of feel like I'm going to let people down because I don't have a a background in the engine world, but uh, I'm sure we'll have some stories and and he'll go into details and stuff. So hopefully the guys that are engine builders will kind of be able to reach out maybe after the podcast. And uh, I know you're you're all about helping people. So um, we're talking to Eric Voss today. So Mr. Voss, how are you doing, sir? Doing great, man. Glad to, glad to be on here. I um, started listening probably um, probably about halfway through a lot of your recordings and um, kind of got addicted and. And, um, you know, got to where I, I went through and listened to every one of them and uh, re- really enjoyed it. You know, I've always enjoyed talking about racing and listening to racing things. And, of course, you know, being directly about karting, most of the stuff I ever listened to on podcasts and stuff was all about race cars and stuff. So this right here I can relate a lot, lot better to. And, you know, I think it's a great um, tool for a lot of people out there who who were like me for many, many years. Um, looking looking for you know clear answers on you know how they can get better and what what ways that they need to go about it you know and and hopefully save a lot of people lots of money and time in getting to where they want to be um, in car racing. Yeah, well, absolutely, I, I appreciate that, and I think that um, I think you're along the same lines that I you know in my mind like I kind of think um, in a weird kind of way like when, whenever this is done it's going to kind of be an audio book for people to kind of, you know, if, if they want to know about engines, there's going to be a handful of people they can listen to the podcast. Not that they're going to learn everything, but like you said, if, if it saves them six or seven months worth of R and D, like it's worth it. Or if you just kind of have the thought process of 
different things and different aspects is um like anything it's kind of like a mentor so to speak in, in my mind so i hope it i hope it ends up being that but um so i don't even know where to start eric i usually we um i kind of like facebook stalk people and kind of go through pictures and kind of have an idea but um i guess let's let's first start off by um what are what are you up to now? Are you currently are you messing with any uh, go kart stuff? Are you still involved? Um, how how involved are you these days? If- uh, very little, honestly. I'm I'm doing you know doing some carburetors. You know we still do um, you know carburetors and stuff for dyno cams. Um, you know probably one of my first large customers um, back around 2014. Uh, we started doing uh, blueprint and carburetors for 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 for. Randy and those guys at Dino Cams, and they've always been, you know, one of one of the top customers, and always, always um, straight shooters, you know, and giving lots of good information, just like we did. You know, I started out on Bob's many years ago with the flathead flatheads, and you know, and started doing carburetors there. And my, you know, and and like we talked before, my business model, I always knew that to build engines, you had to have a lot of capital um, to do it right. You had to have a lot of machinery. Um, you know, and, and for a long time, it, it's impossible to try to do it for a living. Um, you know, so we always, I always, you know, I always wanted to have the best stuff. And you know, I concentrated on, you know, one thing that I knew I could do, and that was carburetor, um, you know, back in the day. And we had a good bit of success with that. Um, you know, we, we I, I think we, we won um, our, our first national champ, probably our first state race in, in, uh, in the late 90s um, in and then in 2000, 2002, I built the first controlled stock. Um, you know, we went to market for Speedway with Chris Williamson and Deion Johnson and, and and my brothers. And, you know, that's back when Ron Moon was winning triple crowns like they were free and Bradley Gerald's and Gene Nasworthy and John Floyd and all those guys were racing. And, um, you know, we, we didn't race all the races, you know, and that was the first controlled stock I'd ever built. Um, didn't, didn't build a ton of them. That was the only one I ever built back then. And uh, we went and 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 set on pole and won that won that that national event, you know. And and I never built a control stock before. So, but anyway, you know, we we'd done a lot of stuff like that back in the day, and and that was probably the first big show that I won. But I won my first um, race back in uh, 1985, late '85. Um, you know, when I first started racing, I had a neighbor on the next street, Rick Smith, Slick Rick, uh, racing. Is, is he's the one that got me started and and um, raced with him for a long time. So. That's how we got started. Gotcha. So when you roughly, not to give away your age, but when you started back in in the mid '80s, roughly how old were you? Um, I was probably I was about uh, twelve years old when I first the first time I raced. Okay. So when did when did the interest for you, as far as you know, motors or carburetors or, or you know, as far as any of the engines and stuff like that, when uh, do you have do you have someone in the family that was kind of into that, or is it just something you took a liking to as a child? Like how how did that all come about at the beginning of everything? Um, my oldest my oldest brother, um, you know, he worked on small engines in the backyard a little bit. We all kind of tinkered around a little bit, but um, you know, when I was probably I don't know nine ten years old, he was kind of piddling with some of that stuff, and he he was taking a small engine course in in the career center there, and he finished um, third in the and the small engine competition in the state. Anyway, so we always always kind of fiddled around with that kind of stuff. And then by uh, Slick Rick um, Smith, he was always racing go-karts, you know, and, and I would go down to the shop with his dad, and we would work on 
working on the go-kart stuff down there and I worked on with him for a while and learned a lot of stuff from his dad. And that's, that's, you know, probably around 11 years old is when I kind of got the interest for, for the racing stuff. My dad, you know, we always went dirt track racing, some real speedway, Myrtle Beach speedway from the time I was tall enough to be able to walk. Um, we were there every Saturday night. Um, one of those, one of those tracks watching a race, or we've even been to Gaffney, you know, watch when Mike Duvall ran that track there many years ago. But, um, but yeah, that's how kind of how it got started. And I've always, you know, since that first day at the racetrack, going to the racetrack and 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 driving one of Rick's go karts, you know, from that day, from that week forward, I always messed with motors. You know, we couldn't afford to pay anybody. You know, back then they were paying Clyde Souls to build motors, or either they would call up to you know Robinson and them, you know, in, in their early days, and you know, and and we, we couldn't afford to do that, so we had to figure out on our own if we were going to race. Um, so you know, and I was probably. 12, um, 12 years old, that's when, you know, I, I started messing with them ourselves. You know, Rick's dad was a mechanic, and um, that's, that's kind of how we got started. Um, you know, and then I had a neighbor down the road, um, James Cagle. He had all the building tools. That was Buckshot Cagle, Scotty Cagle's cousin. Um, you know, so he helped me a little bit, you know, with degreeing stuff and reading reading dial indicators and stuff like that so that's, that's kind of kind of how kind of how i got started but you know back in the day when i was racing i raced to get rick and i were the same age and rick was probably one of the best drivers i'd ever been around and they knew just enough about handling and tires to 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 keep him you know it was he was his his frame and body which i learned you know rather quickly it was impossible for me to outrun him because we could swap go-karts and he'd still be two tenths faster than i was so i was always, <laughs> kind, of a big kid, always kind of a bigger kid so i figured it out you know at early age that you know you had to have that you know the, the body weight and stuff made a big difference in you know the performance of, of how the go-kart reacted um you know through the corners and the corner speed <clears throat> yeah i think we've both taken the same path i mean we're <clears throat> we're both taller gentlemen and uh, we're definitely not on the skinny side so um so I, I think the same way, like, I, I know when I was, like, even, you know, back in the day when we had junior one and junior, you know, I guess junior restricted, it was just eight to 12 and then 12 to 15. And I was always that person trying to move up as quick as I could, not because I was so big, but probably just like yourself, um, long, you know what I mean? Legs sticking up in the air and stuff like that. And uh, physics is not on our side when it comes to go-kart racing, that's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and most of the time, you know, we, we raced a lot. We raced every Saturday night. Sometimes we'd race Friday and Saturday night. My first race was a horseshoe cartway in Montcorn, South Carolina. Of course, Rick won that day, and you know, he won won lots of races back in his day. And and he actually won Daytona Limited Light. I think it was nineteen. Uh, it was in the nineties. I don't I don't remember the exact. I want to say it was maybe ninety two or ninety. Yeah, I think it was ninety two. Um, he won limited light down in Daytona, you know, and of course that was way big for us. You know, I, I didn't have anything to do with, you know, other than helping that day, you know, um, you know, we won one set on pole, one that race. Nobody knew who in the world we were. Uh, we went <laughs> to take room and, and, um, Jimmy Marshall was, it was his, his motor. Jimmy was the one that built the uh, limited back then and, um, got in the tech room, you know, and we, we carried a, a box of tools down there and here was, you know, Ronnie Robinson and and socks and all those guys in the tool in the tech room with their big old toolbox and we had this cardboard box and had a claw hammer hanging out the top and those guys were like where'd y'all buy this motor from I'm like shoot man we built that sucker in the backyard and they were like nah y'all bought that motor there from some I mean we killed them we outrun them by probably a straightaway and limited light and we were handling huh. it, of course but 
you know, right. they, they were like, you know, they didn't know who we were and they were looking at us like these guys here are cheating. They probably won't get thrown out with this motor, you know, and they tore the motor down. Of course, it wasn't nothing special, you know, and they were like, dang, where'd y'all buy that motor from? You know, whose cams in that, you know, and it was a, just a, just a dyno 90 XP, you know, um, got from dyno. But anyway, so that was kind of, kind of entertaining. You know, they were looking at us like we were crazy. And of course we didn't care. We just won in Daytona, you know, we never thought we'd even get to race there. And, you know, we won at that stadium, you know, and, and we were, we were excited. So like, you know, like you, like I heard you say in the past, you know, it made for a short trip home, you know, it seemed like that six or seven mile ride. It seemed like it didn't take 30 minutes to get home, but you know, after that trip. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. We, uh, with, with Alex's older brother, Brandon, we won back in, Still like 2000, I think it was 2004, 2005, but just the, the aura surrounding that whole complex and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty reserved. I mean, you've met me before, but when we won that race coming off of four, I mean, I was like climbing the fence and I mean, it, it, it's just that whole place just did something too. you. know, I mean, if you if you had the chance to one, make the show, but then actually to win a race. I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite moments. And um, so I'm sure you looking back on it, you, you're glad that happened. You know, it's a, a story you always have with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of course, you know, being down there and helping them, you know, I, I was excited, but it was, it was nothing like, you know, winning it later and years later, you know, with, my, with something that I built myself. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think we went back. Um, we'd won, a, you know, won a national in 2002 was my first, you know, with my engine, you know, with Chris Williamson and Deion Johnson. And we went went back in, I think it was might have been the next year um with with stephanie pitts you know running our it might have been 2003 or 2004 and and, and we sat on pole in a couple classes and we won um stock light by about a half a track um, was winning controlled medium by probably a half a straightaway and run out of fuel um you know and 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 then got into in the tech room with the stocker, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, they didn't know who the heck I was, you know, like there, there was another deal. Like it was when the early nineties, when we went there with that, right. this guy, he's got heated up and come out here and blasted everybody by straight away. You know, these, these, these guys, you know, that they, they're not going to make it through tech, you know, and then, you know, they're looking through everything and, you know, of course, you know, wasn't nothing even close in it. And, and, um, but anyway, it ended up, you know, to, to hone the rod back then, you know, I used this little flex home, um, you know, and, and, and they said, Oh, that thing, somebody's hit the side hit the corner on that rod there. You know, that you must use a flex on. I said, yeah, but I said, I measure, you know, it's the same, you know, width as what a regular rod is. You know, you can measure that one right beside you there. It's the same width. I said, I, I just, you know, finished it with that, you know, just to get that crosshatch in there. And, oh no, I can see where it touched it right there. Anyway, they ended up throwing us out, you know, long story short, you know, it, it, it disheartened me for, for a long time from, you know, cause I, I felt like they stole it from us, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, you know, the guy that was in, heavily involved in WK, they finished right behind it. Well, not right behind us, about a straightaway behind us, but anyway, um, they were in that, you know, back and forth out the tech room and looking over everything, you know, and, and then I felt like they stole it from us, you know, because it, it was, it wasn't anything wrong with it, you know, and it's just, just because I didn't have a, you know, a 5,000 son in home, five five thousand dollar son and home to hone the rods with you know you shouldn't shouldn't have shouldn't have stole the race from me you know anyway <clears> so you know right. so I, I moving on you know after that point you know we went through the tech room probably you know a thousand times and never had anything ever questioned but that thing really burnt me up you know and and years later i've always you know i've always helped people and tried to treat them how i want to be treated to 
you know, hope that nobody else ever gets that feeling in a tech room. And I've even went in a tech room before, you know, to try to help people in, at a lot of big shows. And, you know, when they were trying to throw them out on something, you know, that, that did, did not help them win the race, you know, and I knew that, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, by the, by the rule there in the book that could, you could throw that out or you could let it by, but you know, that didn't help them win the race, you know, so um, there, there's a lot to be learned in that area. And I think that hurts racing a little bit, um, you know, because, 90, 95% of the time, if somebody gets thrown out on something, um, you know, it, it did not help them win the race. So, you know, it's, that's a real hard part of, of racing. You know, you've got to have rules and you got to go by them, but you know, you have to understand, you know, sometimes things happen and it didn't have a dang thing to do with, you know, how they ended up, ended up in the race, you know, but you know, over the years, I've tried to help people understand that, you know, it, it's not about, you know, having a carburetor just dead on the money you know, that you might get thrown out with or having a, you know, we ran, you know, the lift exhaust lift is 242 and 238 on the clones and we ran 228, 226, 230, you know, no more than 230 on both sides, you know, ever since they come out with the clones, you know, we get in the tech room and they're like, man, you're not running any more lift than that. Y'all giving up a lot of horsepower, you know, and of course I know with those small springs, it never touches the top of the lobe anyway, but anyway, just small things like that. I've always tried since that day, I've always tried to help people understand matching everything up. Is, is where it's at, um, you know, making something close to a tech, you know, uh, is, is not what's going to make you win the race. You know, it's all about, it's all about the tires and, and the speed you generate from center to corner off anyway. So. No, I agree. And I, I think it's hard for a lot of people to have the perspective that, that really don't get to the tech room a lot to be like, Oh, someone, so-and-so got thrown out. They read it on the internet and they're like, Oh, they're cheaters or this. I knew that had to be something, but you know, the, the hard part is getting there. I mean, if you go there enough, you're going to get thrown out. I mean, I, Trust me, I was there with, you know, Fino Hammer back in the day, the early 2000s and the VDK. I mean, it was like just getting there was the easy part. Getting through there is just like 50-50 shot. But, um, yeah, it's just oh. – <laughs> and 99.9% of the time, like you said, it, one, it's not intentional. And two, it's something that never meant anything. You know what I mean? But it's it's hard to put that in perspective until you've been there and lived it and, and had, like you say, had to sulk on that for a while and realize, you know, like – it's different than what I thought, you know, once you actually got thrown out a couple of times, but uh, it's part of racing, like you said. And um, it's unfortunate, like you said, some people, you know, they they're looking to throw someone out where a lot of people are just looking to you know, keep you close and keep you honest and yeah. and go about the day. But um, and it's something else you brought up. And I see when I first started going with Brandon, when he was in junior sports and one, that's when Stephanie Pitts was still running like the VDK. I mean, she was running all the nationals and stuff, too. But um there's a lot of people that don't realize, like, and, you know, they always look at a couple of females that are in the sport and they have their opinions. But, I mean, back in the day, I mean, you can attest to this. Stephanie Pitts was, if not the best, one of the top two or three drivers, period. You know what I mean? There was no girl before it or after it. I mean, it was, uh, I think a lot of people would benefit from seeing uh, someone that good racing, you know what I mean, all the time back in the day. So, Absolutely. She was, she was, you know, one of the best, you know, drivers, period, you know, regardless of, of, of whether <clears throat> male or female, she was one of the best, you know, and, and, and she worked on that stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, she was the first one, you know, after a race to tear that go-kart all the way apart and, and, and tear this, you know, take the seals off those bearings and her, her wheels, you know, every day, you know, was, was fun better than anybody else's. She kept it clean. Um, you know, if something didn't look right, she pulled it off, she threw it away, she put something brand new on, you know, and all that stuff made a big difference, you know, and, and, you know, if, if you come to the track and you didn't have, you know, 
three or four hose clamps on the exhaust, you know, and braced up well, she she would be picky about that. Man, if that thing falls off, I don't like the way that <laughs> You know, she was real picky. She was particular, you know, and, and that, mm-hmm. you know, not only was she one of the best, you know, wheel persons out there, but she she worked on her stuff and she wanted it right. And she she was very competitive as well, you know, and she's got a son now. Her and Chris has, you know, got one of the top racers in the country, you know, in my mind, you know, as, as a wheel person and, 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 can can feel what the go-kart's doing and knows how to make adjustments on entering corners and stuff like that. You know, you know, mm-hmm. they, 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 you know, he, he's one of the best now as well, but yeah, you're right. Back in the day, you know, she could, she could get it done, you know, with anybody. And, and a lot of that was her attention to detail off the track as well that, you know, made her so successful, her body weight compared to Chris, you know, Chris, you know, in, in, in my mind, you know, I, I rank him as, as, as one of the top all time, you know, right there with, you know, Knopf and, and Moon and, and, and a couple others in Yarborough. But Chris Williamson, you know, he was one of the, he, in my mind, that sucker, he was always thinking on the racetrack. Nobody ever beat him on restarts, you know. And, and, and when we put Stephanie in that go-kart, it was her lower center of gravity that you know made it a big difference in corner speed you know because that mm-hmm. same thing i talked about when i first started racing with rick smith years ago you know because i was so tall compared to him um you know i, I was always a couple tenths off of him then it's kind of the same thing with stephanie you know we put her in the go-kart over chris and you know she was always a little bit faster um you know and, and that had a lot to do with her being able to get down in the go-kart as well yeah absolutely um, all right, so let's go past, like, we're, you know, so you, you finally got your, you know, you go down there, you win Daytona, you got booted out. So that's on your mind. Yeah. Was that, and, was know, that something? Yeah. And probably nobody, I've, I've never really told that story. I mean, that bothered me more than anything else in the world. Cause you know, and, and I've really had almost forgotten about it cause it was so, so long ago. I mean, that was early 2000. It was, you know, almost 20 years ago, but I had really kind of forgotten about it because, you know, I, I, you know, I, I felt like we won that race and, you know, I felt like had it been, you know, somebody else in the tech room, you know, or any of those other ones that were used to being in the tech room, you know, they wouldn't have said anything about it. And it kind of bothered me, you know, it, it bothered me bad, but I had kind of forgotten about it. Cause you know, we've been through the tech room and our carburetors and, and, and stuff have been on many, many national winners and state state winners and, and everything else in between on, all, you know, a lot of engine builders and never had, anything questioned or thrown out, you know, I've never had an engine thrown out, you know, in the last, you know, since, since that year at Daytona when they questioned the rod. Um, but I've never had anything even questioned in the tech room. And we've been through there multiple times, you know, over the, over the last few years. And, 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 you know, and I, and I took a lot of pride in that, you know, I helped the tech guys, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've had some of them, you know, we'd went, we want to, won a five thousand dollar race one time you know and they're like somebody said you're doing this to the carburetor you know and you got you know you got special heads and stuff and and i said here take this carburetor and head with you i said i got a bunch of them on the shelf just like it you know that's not where it's at so right. <laughs> uh, you know and, and it really you know really and it's about matching everything up and <laughs> your cylinder prep and ring prep is way more important than any one thing you're gonna bolt on that engine to make it go if you can remember back then, um, you know, when that all happened, you know, I mean, it's, you know, when it was still fresh, is that something like I know for us, like when we get beat or people talk shit or something like I, I kind of just keep that internal and try to kind of use that as fuel, you know, like when you don't want to go out to the, the shop late at night or you don't want to make that ride or whatever it is. Did you did you kind of use that as fuel or you just try to forget about it? Um, 
if you can remember, I mean, I, I kind of like as a fail, like I always ask people about their favorite failures. I had, I, just, I, had, I had forgotten about it, but I, 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 you know, and, and, you know, I was bitter about it, you know, for, for a few years, you know, animals were starting to come out and really and truly that's why, you know, I, and, and I, and I won't say that was the one thing there was, you know, there was a, there was a, you know, a, a, a few other um, variables that, you know, that was in there at that time, but that really took the wind out of my sails here. I was, you know, I worked on, you know, we didn't build multiple motors back then. Nobody knew who the heck we were. And mm-hmm. all I had was that controlled stock, that, that, that stocker and a spare stocker. I didn't even have a spare control stock to take down there with us. And I, I worked on the trucker for a month and um, <laughs> went down there and, you know, and, and certainly we were handling, you know, had a lot to do with handling, but I knew that, you know, I had dynoed some other motors on some other builders, you know, that, that, that knew what kind of stuff we had and and um, had a pretty good idea of, of where we were on motor. And, and it felt like we were a little, a little bit better with the stocker and a good bit better with a control stock than most people. And, and you know, and, and, and it showed up. So after like when you're helping uh, when you're helping Williams and, and Stephanie Pitts, how um, so that was in the early 2000s. Yep. Uh, so where did um. Where did you head after that, or like, what um, what was the process of uh of Eric after that? I mean, were you building engines full time at this point, or were you also doing uh doing something else? No, nah, I was I was working for International Paper at that time. Um, oh, okay. You know, and, and and then we were doing engines on the side. We had you know we had started a little machine shop to do uh, machine work on cars and stuff like that. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's what we were doing back then. Nothing, you know, we wasn't, you know, we were doing some carburetors for people, you know, people I've met on Bob's and stuff like that, stuff like that. So, uh, but nothing major, nothing nowhere to, to, to know where we went when we, you know, in, in, in late 2015, early 2016 to doing, you know, 25 motors a week and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, we were just doing some carburetors and stuff like that, you know. And and after that early 2000 deal, and you know, in Daytona, you know, they they come out with the animal, um, you know, and and really and truly back then, which is is, is some of the difference between, um, you know, what has kind of hurt the sport or helped the sport and not, you know, between back then and now, is back then, you know, you had to have a certain amount of tooling to, you know, to do the machine work on the brig stuff. Um, you know, and it took a certain amount of capital, especially when they come out with the animal. The animal was, was definitely, you know, a better motor back in the day. Um, but you had to have a certain amount of tooling. You had to have a certain amount of capital to, you know, whereas today you can go out and buy, you know, a couple, couple pallets of clone motors. You know, anybody can do that with, you know, with, with, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of money in their pocket. Whereas back in the day, you couldn't go out and just buy a couple pallets of the animal motors, was, you know, the cost of them, you know, you you know, to, to go into business if you didn't have everything and, and, and have a good, good stable foundation and structure, you know, you'd have to have, it would probably take 50 grand, um, to, to, to start building motors and, 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 and be able to do it successfully, but, or more. Um, and nowadays, you know, if somebody's got a few thousand dollars in their pockets, they can, you know, go buy a clone and, and go to work. But, you know, back in, back around then, you know, after that, you know, um, I kind of, kind of, kind of got away from it a little bit and started messing with um with with race car stuff um you know and and had a had a a guy from georgetown that that had a um, street stock car so we went and worked on it for a couple months and and went out um myrtle beach speedway and first time i was ever ever in the car and and um we won the first race out um you know and and pretty excited and got to the pay window and the check was two hundred dollars 
<laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so anyway, that, that didn't last very long. It was a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of work in my mind, you know, and, and, you know, and that was, that was probably, um, that was in, you know, probably mid to, that was probably around 95 or six with the race car deal and only ran that a few races. Uh, we won the first race out and, you know, and had a pretty competitive car and, and it just, it just, I, I, I never, never, you know, it, it was a seven day a week job too, like kart racing is, but I never could get into it, you know, and, and, you know, so we won the first race out and, you know, it wasn't, it was challenging, but not, not near as much challenging as, as the karting was in my mind. But, um, so anyway, um, I kind of got out of both of it for a little while and, um, started helping my son with, with baseball and, We'd done that for a couple of years and had a good bit of success with it and done the travel ball thing. And I probably enjoyed that as much as I did anything for a long time, um, you know, doing that with, with him. Um, that's probably one of, probably one of my favorite sports wise that, that that's, you know, that time with, with, with my kids doing ball was, is, is the best, best time, best time I've ever had in my life for sure. Um, you know, but, but starting back in, you know, probably, after after that I, I think it was um it was probably 2000 you know th- th- this was during that time you know it was it was around the time of of animals and stuff like that we were all pretty heavy you know i was out of it for a while mm-hmm. um then the clone thing started coming back in around 2012 or something was right around that area um they started running them with the mufflers and the and the um air boxes just like the predators are today um i remember going to um thanksgiving thunder i wasn't racing or helping anybody i just went um and watched the race and i seen those motors out that was the first time the clones come out and it was just like the predators are today and it had governors on them had the air box and everything you know and then you know then when it, before i left from there i had a few few people say hey you think you can work on these carburetors you know for the clone i'm like sure you got an air box on there probably not gonna do you a whole lot of good but so anyway that's that's how i kind of got back going in it you know that was or that was that was probably um, I don't know, probably around the 2010 or somewhere around there. Um, and then, then I, you know, I, I probably around 2012 or 13, um, somehow I was doing some, doing some carburetors for some people and, and Michael Schumacher called me in shoe power and, um, he wasn't far from me. So I, I went to started going to his shop and dynoing with him and you know he started buying carburetors all his carburetors from me and started helping him do some stuff with some motors and you know mike was you know he he had a knack for figuring things out you know he was very competitive you know and he really wasn't nothing lazy about him um you know he he was a hard worker too but um you know i, I never never had any major issues issues with him um you know and 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 he always figured out how to have you know at least one or two motors that was as good or better than anybody else out there and had it you know had a, had won some races with nick scott running his stuff and and um you know i, I think it was around i think probably that you know through those years you know all i did was heads and carburetors you know 13 2013 right up to 2013 14 and i think 2015 is when um i think that was august it was sometime that summer when i met you guys up there at um um in Pennsylvania. yeah hunters so yeah i remember when you when you first came i think the first time to the trailer i think i was meditating 
because I heard something because I always meditated before. I mean, it, some people might think I'm weird, but like I just for me, like that's what I did. And um, right. I remember hearing you and then when you came back because um, I remember talking to Chris Harris. Right. And um, and I'm talking to him I'm like, yeah, I was like, Brian's getting a um, Brian who's Alex's dad. I was like, he's getting a motor from Eric Voss. And he was like, what? He's like, how did you get that guy to build you a motor? And I had no, I didn't know who you were, you know? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe he just asked. I, I have no idea. And um, so that's when I started digging into you. And then when we first met that day, I remember telling Brian, because there's a lot of people in go-karting that you meet that talk and talk. But there's a very select few people that I've ever met that I, like, I just want to listen to because, like, I know they know what they're talking about. And uh, that's that's what I got from that first conversation with us. And I hope you didn't think I was a complete fool that day. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, I... I just liked it because I felt like you wanted to you wanted to win as much as I did in my mind. You know what I mean? And um, that that's hard to come by. A lot of people say they want it, but there's not a lot of people willing to do it. You know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and 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 you know, and I had lots of people calling me at that time. You know, because we were you know we were building carburetors at that time for pretty much all the top um, engine builders, and um, you know, and 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 certainly you know at times. You know, because back when we raced with, you know, Chris and, you know, before Stephanie, you know, we raced locally. You know, we'd run state races and stuff like that. And Dion and Chris, Dion Johnson, you know, he's one of the one of the better tire guys, guys in the country. You know, he and my brother Ricky, they used to always do the tire stuff and always worked on motors. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, back then, you know, we could we could show up to a national race and, you know, and, and, and Harold, you know, he, he, he would always help us get some parking somewhere close. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we, back then, you know, we, we, we had a lot, we had a lot of fun and um, sometimes we would, you know, miss practice and get there at qualifying. And, you know, and he would, <laughs> man, I cannot believe y'all was just showing. I said, man, we know what we need. We know what we need already. You know, we don't have, you know, the tires that we got, it's not going to be good out there in practice anyway. They're going to be right when that sun's up, you know, about two or three o'clock when we out there, you know, the old thin tires. I said, I said, we'll be good to go. We, you know, Chris, he'd be, he rode on this track before. We don't need that in the practice lab. So anyway, we went, you know, went to some, you know, we go to load up and, you know, a couple of weeks before, you know, say, hey, let's go to this national race, you know. We'd, I'd get to work on the motor, you know, and shoot, we'd go there. And, and we won we won quite a few of them and, and won lots of state, big state races, you know, with everybody there. And, you know, it's not something that we ran. We didn't run them all. But, you know, we decided to go race. We could go there and win, you know, and go through tech with no problem. And, you know, and, and they, you know, it, after, you know, after a few of those races, you know, um, you know, I think that's when everybody said, you know, everybody started to notice, you know, this guy, you know, because I was in the tech room, I'd be showing these guys, you know, this is what I do, this is how I light my rings, and, you know, and this is what I look for in the camshafts, and this is what I look for, you know, to cut down on, you know, valve train friction, and, you know, this is what, you know, I weigh all my valves, and, you know, and, and this is what I look for, you know, these valves here, right here, you know, I would show them the differences, and, and what I look for in between the stock parts, you know, and what you could measure, and, you know, weighing, I've always weighed everything, you know, and, and you know, the physics, physics side of it always intrigued me, you know, and that, that's a lot to do with, you know, with, with good engines, you know, and then so move, moving on through that, you know, I've, I've been at a racetrack before with Chris and Dion, and, and you know, and, and, let somebody use one of our engines, you know, we didn't have a couple, couple motors back then, you know, we loaned one to somebody to run an amateur class. It was at Lake city. And this was when Mike McGee and those guys were racing with M&M racing engines out of Manning. And that he had a hundred motors out there at that time, you know, and I didn't have but one or two. And, um, you know, that, that amateur person passed, you know, his brother Donnie on the outside on the restart and won the race, you know, and they said, if that motor is legal, I'll eat that sucker, you know? And of course we went to the <laughs> 
and nothing was wrong with it, you know. And and after that day, you know, everybody that track said, "I got there. He must know what the heck's going on." So anyway, that's kind of got how how it got started. But 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 Brian, you know, Brian had called me up, and you know, Brian is is such a likable person, and and one of my favorite persons I've ever met in racing out of everybody. Um, you know, he's a, he's a genuine guy, you know, and, and we just hit it off when he first called me up, he called me up to order a carburetor like everybody else had. And, and, um, you know, and we just got to talking and, I, and we must've talked for probably an hour that first time we had that first conversation. And, you know, and, and I told him, you know, I said, I'm not building engines right now. And, you know, I, I, I want to concentrate on these carburetors. I want to make sure they're the best that they can be. And, you know, and I just don't have the, you know, the time and the staff to, to build the engines, you know, I have all the, you know, the machines and stuff to do it now, but that's not something I want to do. I built some to dyno with and stuff like that, but it's not something I wanted to do at that time. And then, you know, we kept, we kept in touch, you know, and he'd call back and say, well, we put that carburetor on it, picked it up three tenths for horsepower. You know, I said, yeah, that's about what it's, that's about what they'll do over what you had there. And anyway, so, you know, he said, well, why don't you build us a motor, you know, and, and at that, that, that time, you know, I was still thinking about Daytona, you know, going back to Daytona and winning and getting getting with somebody, you know, but I didn't really want to call around and beg some of these guys that were doing real well. You know, I knew I could go win. I had in my mind that I could go win with the, with the engine stuff, you know, with all the stuff we had then, you know, and I said, you know, I, I said, you know, I might do that. So um, I actually went up there to, to, to help um, 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 Harshman, um, you know, met his dad and, and, and brother and real, real, real good people. So I, I spent a few days at their shop, you know, they, they, he'd bought some carburetors and stuff and heads back then and, um, spent some days with them. Super nice people. Um, and, um, you know, went, met y'all and y'all got that, that motor that day. And I think y'all won the, the animal class and finished second or third and clone that day. Um, so I don't, yeah, y'all, y'all were done pretty yeah. good. So anyway, you know, so that kind of kicked it off of, of, you know, wanting to, wanting to get back into building a motor and going racing. Cause I, you know, back in the day, you know, um, other than that race, you know, in, in Daytona with, with Stephanie, you know, that really, we really had not had, I really had not had a win at Daytona and I wanted to go back to Daytona and win. That's where, you know, when I first, first went down there years ago with my dad, you know, like, you know, we won't even never, you know, they would, they would have 1500 entries, you know, we're never going to be able to shoot. We can't afford to come there and pay, you know, and pay these, that's back in the race. Trophy. But anyway, I, in my mind, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to race, and I felt like we could be competitive, you know. And so um, I left when I left Hunterstown with y'all with y'all that weekend, and and um, came back home. You know, um, I said, you know, I, I think I'll, you know, maybe try to get in with somebody down here local and race a little bit because y'all were right. Y'all race like one week, and then y'all would be off for a month. And, and yeah, race. we had the Delaware schedule going on down south. The Delaware right. down south schedule, yeah. No. But um, so so anyway, I got a hold to um um I was at the one of the tracks and um Ryan Joyner's dad come up to me, and um he started talking you know about motors and stuff like that. He had talked with somebody and they told him you know hey you know you need to get get with get with Vols. You know I heard he was building motors now you know and I said nah you know I hadn't really 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 done a whole lot of them you know I said I'm probably you know I want to do some you know do some adult stuff and, you know and anyway. It rocked on. He called me back on the phone the next week, and and um, you know, and and so they were they were running purple then, and and the first race was at um, first race they ran our motor was at Nieces, and uh, we went there in purple plate, you know, and it's hard to sit on pole in purple by a tenth, and um, 
and it, it, Wesley was doing his tires, and he had Wesley's go kart. So that, so I, I won't be able to take full credit for that because that go kart was a, for you know at that time for plate, you know it was hard to beat. So, uh, you know, I, I give him as much credit as 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 what I may have taken for the motor because it was a whole lot more probably go kart and tires. But we sat on pole by like three tenths. You know, and won that first race in, in purple plate by straightaway. And, and you know, I hadn't looked back on it, but for about four or five months there, Ryan Jordan, he won every big race there was. He won, you know, won the Max Daddy, um, the Junior Max Daddy. Um, you know, he, he won them all. Everywhere we went, he, he, he set on pole and went and win both classes, you know. Um, so it, it was that I kind of got it, you know, got me back going, you know, and I started racing with, um, mad at palmetto speed speed shop you know him and nick nick scott and mm -hmm. uh we went you know they started I, I built them a motor a couple motors and you know we started going to races and and we we had some success you know we won the um a three thousand dollar race you know with everybody there um and uh, we sat on pole lots of times you know at a lot of big shows and and and, and didn't make it past the, the last lap with with some of the things going on but we had a lot of speed i mean we could always go there and sit on pole and and, and stuff like that but um you know while the sun was out we always had a ton of speed for sure but that's kind of what got me got me going and then um then i got you know uh it was late 2016 um i think it was november 2016 i got with um with jamie started um you know and jamie jamie had run Todd Motors for many many years you know and and we got we got to got to talking you know and and um and and you know I I, I felt like that, that if I could go racing with him you know Jamie raced every race and if he could race you know four or five times a week he would you know and and you know he, he was going to race every week and nobody was you know nobody was really going to outwork him you know he, he worked hard on the go-kart and tires and so I started with him. I think that was late 2016. Um, we went to, I think the, well, I, uh, let's see. No, it was uh, Tony Tri-State Race in October 2016. That was with Tony and um, Gaylord and Justin McDonald um, for a couple weeks there. I built a couple more, or it were my motors um, that we ran um phones that they ran and we won the three thousand dollars at you know the tri-state race um i think that was at nieces and then the very i was already talking with jamie at that point i had loaned him a motor to go run somewhere and um and then right after that and i think it was november i started in 2016 when i started with jamie and uh december i think we in, in daytona we won three classes um, then the very next race was at triple T we won five out of six and, you know, and then went on to 2000, 2017, mm -hmm. won the max daddy and, you know, and then, you know, 2017 and 18 was probably the best years I ever had by long, you know, with him. Um, so mm -hmm. that, that was, that was pretty special, you know, to, you know, the last race I went to was Daytona, um, you know, and it, it was, that was that was, you know, about as good as it gets. You know, we, we set on pole in, in, in every class and, you know, and, and led every lap. So um, that, that was that was pretty big, pretty big. When you when you made it back to Daytona, <clears throat> you know, you brought it up and it's it obviously it would be special to anyone. But it definitely like as you even when you talk about it as being a kid and like going there when, you know, unfortunate incident and then kind of going back. Did you feel at that point like. 
did you kind of just feel like you kind of completed the circle or you kind of did what you wanted to prove to yourself? Um, uh, how, like, how were you feeling? I mean, obviously it meant something to you, but I mean, did you feel any kind of like, all right, I'm done or, Hey, this is, I don't have to do anything else and I'm satisfied type feeling. How did you feel about the whole situation? Well, you know, it, 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 it um, I, you know, I was excited, you know, this, this was in 2016, you know, this was, would have been, you know, the first, first race that we won, you know, that I wanted that that's something that I built one at Daytona, um, mm. you know, since, you know, since, uh, uh, you know, 14, 13 or 14 years prior, 15, almost 15 years prior, um, mm. you know, that we had been down there and won and had it, had it taken away. So, you know, I, I really didn't even think about it. You know, it never really, it never really hit me, you know, exactly, you know, and I was excited about winning Daytona, you know, but, um, you know, I guess it was probably, you know, last time I was there that I started thinking about all that stuff because, you know, we were we were getting to where you know the the racing side of it was really, you know, taking 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 a lot more than I than I had expected or, or, you know, it just you know I could see, you know, as 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 for long term goals and you know what I wanted to be do doing, you know, at the age of fifty five or sixty. You know, it just, you know, I could see that that was, that was not going to happen. Um, you know, we were working seven days a week, you know, and, and it was, you know, it was never ending. You know, you never could leave at five o'clock and, and go home and eat with your family. You know, it was all about, you know, you had to get this finished and that had to be out on the truck the next day. And, you know, we had to leave Thursday night or you had to be somewhere Friday to, to get these motors there, you know, and it was, you know, it, it was at that point that, you know, I, I really started looking back on, you know, how, how, how Daytona was and, and stuff like that, you know, and, and, you know, and, and before the last Daytona race, you know, in my mind, I didn't think I, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I probably not, you know, this may be my last Daytona. And I had not never told anybody that. And, you know, I just, I just knew, you know, looking at how everything was going and, you know, with, 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 you know, more, you know, back in the day, there was, you know, probably, you know, maybe five or six tough engine builders for nationals or maybe 10 engine builders for nationals. And, you know, and, and those guys had a, had a right good clientele and, you know, and the way it is today, you know, there's 200 different engines at the night, you know, <laughs> if there's 200 right. cars, probably 200 different motors. So I just seen that, you know, you know, and, and I always, and that was kind of what kind of, you know, what we talked about before is why I stuck to doing carburetors because, you know, the engine stuff, it's very hard to do, do that for a living. It, it's very hard to do that. You know, you, you, you would have to, you know, you have to have a certain amount of capital, you know, for months, you know, when, when there's not a lot going on, um, you know, and I, and I felt like we'd done as many engines as anybody and was in the 2017 and 18, we were probably as well known as anybody, you know, we went all over the country, you know, we went, you know, went out West and, you know, went five for five, you know, in, in, in Lasoski and, you know, run one, one went to another race out West and, and won four out of four, you know, so it was, you know, all that stuff was good, but, you know, until it, until it started coming around to Daytona in 2018, you know, it really started, all that stuff started hitting me, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if I'll be back here another year. Um, you know, this was probably around Thanksgiving or so, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't know if, you know, if, if, if I'll be racing this time next year, I don't know if we'll be doing it for a business or not, you know, and, and, and I started thinking about those things and that was probably around October or so, 
in 2018. And, and, you know, so I, I think I, you know, I, I never really liked Thanksgiving thunder. It was always nasty. It was always cold. And, and I did not go to Thanksgiving thunder that year. And, um, you know, I stayed at the shop, you know, working on some stuff and, and, um, I have my mind on Daytona, you know, and we had one, you know, I think in, you know, 2016, we won three classes with Jamie. Um, 2017, we had, uh, I think we won three classes again, you know, and it was good, but they just didn't, I don't know. It had so much going on. We never really, I don't, I don't think I took the time to think about it or really enjoy it, but you know, 2018, I kind of felt like, you know, this, this is going to be, you know, this might be my last year going there. Yeah, I'd like to really go there and really show out and win all pro if I don't win nothing else. And, um, you know, so I started working on some stuff then. And I'd had some parts I'd saved and set up, you know, and, and knew that they were a little bit better than some of the other stuff. And, and um, you know, and, and as all that stuff was coming together, you know, I just, you know, I did I was trying to figure out what I was going to do and, you know, and, and, and those – that whole month of December, I was just concentrating on, you know, going out of Daytona and winning that clash. I was just hoping that, you know, we were going to be close enough on go-karting tires, you know, and, and, you know, and I know it's a whole lot more about, you know, the tires and go-kart, but I, I really felt like that if anywhere we had an advantage, you know, a motor was going to help in Daytona because, you know, it, it, the acceleration on the restarts, um, you know, you drag those engines down, you know, whereas we had three or 400 RPM drops at a lot of racetracks, Daytona a lot of times, you know, before um, um, Backy came along and started making all the tracks very good, you know, you'd have, you know, you'd have 1,200 drops there. So it started helping me change software in the dyno to show the difference, you know, when you pulled it down, when the go-kart was in a bind, when the wheels were turned, you know, that, you know, that, that, that bringing it back up from 54, 5,500 to that 6,000 range, you know, are we going to tune for that area, you know, whereas, you know, some racetracks were tuning for, for to get the air fuel ratio right at 65 or 6,600, you know, it, it's just a little bit different. And I felt like we could have a little bit of advantage, you know, when we went to Daytona with all this stuff, I just felt like that we could really, 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 really put on the show there, you know, and, and I had never, you know, mentioned it to anybody, you know, what I was going to do, wasn't sure what we were going to do, but I knew that that may be my last shot to go down to, to Daytona and win it, you know, and, 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 you know, like I said, I didn't didn't really take in the others. You know, I I I, I remembered them, enjoyed them, but it wasn't it didn't feel any different. But this 2018 felt like it was going to be different for me, and you know, I, I really was taking it in. You know, every bit of it. You know, we, we went down there there. You know, left got you know, and and um, I don't know. I just took it in a lot better, and you know, and 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 dug in, and, and wanted to make sure I had the most. That, you know, we want to make sure I was the most prepared. I'd been to Daytona many times. We had won races each year, the year before that, but I wanted to make sure that this one, you know, was one that we we could really show out in, you know, because it may be my last one. So, right, I understand. That's a that's a cool story. I um you, now uh, one of the the kind of like people listening knew you were going to come on here. One of the questions you kind of um you touched on it a little bit, but when you and we'll just, I guess we'll talk about, I don't know if there's a difference between animals and clones as far as like how this will answer this question, but as far as RPMs, are you, how do you look on RPMs as far as like getting the right gear? Are you looking at RPMs coming out of the corner or are you looking at RPMs at the end of the straightaway? I mean, how, how do you view that? Um, and does it differ from different tracks um, as far well, as momentum? I, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I always look at the, you know, I want to know what the go-kart's turning off the corner when the go-kart's in the most bind. You know, I look at what it's turning at the other end of the straightaway, you know, and certainly that comes into, you know, it's a variable that everybody looks at and most familiar with, but I want to know what, you know, every track that we went to, I had, you know, I saved it in my notes on my phone, you know, what RPMs we ran off the corner. Um, you know, and, and that, that's a big deal to me when I go back to that shop and pull that engine on the dyno, you know, when I change the software, when I want the software to, to pull it back down around, you know, if it, like, like Daytona for us, we used to lose a thousand, eight, eight hundred, a thousand, sometimes 1200 RPMs that first day when the track was way off. Like I said, before Mackie got involved and started making tracks a lot better everywhere, and a lot more consistent, um, you know, but you know, a lot of racetracks, we didn't lose but three or 400 RPMs, you know, so it made a difference in how you tune the engine. You know, most of the times we ran a lot of preload, you know, which which would make a, a lot more show more horsepower on the dyno. It wouldn't necessarily make, a, you know, wouldn't show much difference on the racetrack. But, you know, if you preloaded two and a half or three thousandths, you know, whereas you know, your engine wouldn't have any compression on the on the clone stuff when, when you were pulling over. Uh, once it heats up, you know, you would still have, you know, it would it would it would grow and you would have, you know, two thousandths or three thousandths um clearance there well we went down to daytona in 2018 because i was a lot more worried about acceleration and stuff you know we did we didn't run any preload you know i wanted that duration to be down i wanted us to be able to accelerate and when jamie gassed up i mean he would pull pull everybody in 2018 you know we'd pull them sometimes you know six or eight cart links on restarts you know in daytona and, and pretty much the race was over because it's all about you know if, it, if the tires and go-kart was working good you know that that's where that's where it was at anyway i wanted to make sure we restarted well most of the people if they're right up on top of you on restarts and stuff you get in trouble and stuff i knew if we qualified well and he could accelerate you know we would we would win that race you know and and we lost a good bit more more rpms in daytona than you would anywhere so i tuned that engine instead of worrying about what it was pulling on horsepower you know normally whatever it pulled at 6,000 on our good engines with good lightweight valve train, it would have the same horsepower, you know, 66, 6,700, 7,000, it would only fall off. You know, if it was preloaded heavy, it would only fall off three or four tenths of a horsepower at 7,000 sometime, 6,900. Whereas, you know, the Daytona engine that we, that we won, you know, let on, set on pulling one all, you know, all four classes with, I, I didn't have any preload in that engine, you know, so it would show, peak horsepower at 5,900, 58, 5,900, and at 6,500, you know, it would fall off a half a horsepower. And at 7,000, it would fall off eight or nine tenths of a horsepower. Um, you know, that's the difference in non-preload and versus preload. You know, but that's, I wasn't worried about what it turned at the end of that straightaway. I wanted, when that go-kart's in the most bind, just like that tire, you know, that scrub radius creates speed off the corner if it's right. You know, if it'll, it'll, if it'll unload and turn. That same thing. I want that engine right there where your tires are creating the most speed. I want that engine to have the most horsepower right there in the center of that corner, right from the center of the corner off. And, you know, and that's what I concentrated on. Good deal, man. Uh, <clears throat> I brought that up because I, I personally never, never really looked at the RPMs coming out of the corner until we started, um, you know, until you came around and you start, when you, as soon as you said it, it was like one of those moments, like, like an aha moment, like, yeah, yeah, no shit. Like, why wasn't I doing this for the last 20 years, you know? And um, that's why I wanted you to bring it up and talk about it because uh, it just, it, it really helped our program. And I think especially on 
some of the guys, you know, most of the guys that listen to this are are local and stuff like that. And I think it kind of relates to that probably a little more as far as the RPM loss and stuff compared to the larger national type races, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's why, you know, and, and, and Jane, Jamie and, and Jeremy will tell you, you know, and, 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 and certainly, you know, racing with those guys and, you know, racing with people like them. And, you know, I've been very fortunate because, you know, I got to race with people like you guys and I got to race with Chris Williamson and, and, and Dion Johnson and, you know, and, and I put those two up against anybody and, and Jamie and Jeremy as well. I mean, those guys, nobody out, outworks those guys and, and, you know, and, and they, they work hard and I've done the same thing. You know, when I went to the track, you know, I took extra E2s, I took extra jets, you know, and if I knew that our air, air fuel ratio was running 12.5 or 12.6, you know, I knew I was going to be close. That engine was going to run, you know, 480 or 490, um, you know, because Jamie, you know, on most racetracks, he's flat out. You know, he may he, he may drag the brake just a little bit in traffic or something like that, you know, and depending upon, you know, where we at in the day, you know, I might, I might lean that thing down for qualifying. You know, I might run that air fuel ratio up a little bit higher and exhaust gas up you know, another 50 degrees, you know, for a few laps. And then I popped that E-tube and, and jet back out. Um, you know, sometime it was just a jet change depending upon the air bleed. Um, but sometime I would change them both, you know, in, in, in qualifying, you know, after qualifying, because I knew in the race that sucker would, you know, it would run, you know, it run 510 if I didn't, if I didn't go back the other way and get that air fuel back down around 124, 12, 12.3. Um, it would happen. But I, you know, and, and, Certainly that little bit probably didn't make a difference, but I knew in my mind on the dyno it would make a little bit of difference from the center of the corner off and on restarts. So I always, you know, always wanted to get the most out of it. And and I worked, you know, and it was more important to me on valve train, working on the valve train um, to make more horsepower and, and tuning at the track. I worked on the valve train more than I did, you know, worried about tuning the carburetor. You know, most tracks, you know, if we were only losing a few hundred RPMs, the center of the corner off, I knew I knew we were going to be running a good bit of preload, but on some racetracks, if if it was off, you know, like we went somewhere and they run on a Friday night and it was damp and we were, you know, we were having to hit the tires real hard and having to get way down on air and you know and, and a lot of sidewall, um, you know, I always would would back out, you know, take some of that preload out and let that thing accelerate well, you know, and give us a little bit more off the corner. Uh, sticking to off the corner, um, I had someone send me a message on Facebook, and um, the specific question they run your EV6 cam, yep. and they were they were just curious, um, like your thoughts on like the RPM range, and well, I guess we'll, let's just stick to coming out of the corner. Like, so what RPM range for your um, for your cam, the EV6? Um, if there's anyone out there, I know there's a couple of people actually sent me the same thing. Um, yeah, we, 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 we just about everywhere we went, you know, that we had a lot of success out on big shows where you had a good size radius corner, you know, where, where we wasn't, you know, bound down. I mean, we always turned that sucker, you know, 64, 6,500 up off the corner. Um, that'd be the low RPM side, mm-hmm. um, you know, and if it turned 6,900 or 68 and a half or it turned 71, I, I was no, I was not near as concerned about it than what it was turning, you know, in the center of the corner. Um, you know, so we always turned it 64, 64 and a half, you know, right up in that range, 64 to 65, you know, it would be our low RPM just about everywhere we can. You know, and then if it was a, you know, a, a, a Saturday night race where the track, you know, some people would call me on the phone, and, you know, and they, they'd be on the track where you could, you know, they're lifting and everything else and they're running, you know, 
four eight and four on air, you know, for a heavy guy, you know, then they're going, you know, you you're not going to be able to turn that, but sixty two hundred off the corner, you know. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't really, you know, and we have turned at times, you know, we wouldn't lose with 300. You know, we would only turn 68 or 68 and a half uh, maximum on the end. But, you know, I always tried to stay right around that 6,500, 64 and a half, you know, right there when the go-kart was in the most fine. Gotcha. When, <laughs> I'm not sure if you listen to um, to Luke McGee. Do you know Luke McGee? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, knew, I knew of him and I, I did listen to the podcast and, you know, and, and, and really enjoyed the part of him talking about, you know, the air fuel ratio and him downloading the data track, you know, because, you know, that's, that's the same thing. I've, I've done it so many times, you know, I do it with my phone, um, you know, and, and of course, you know, I can, I, I've, I've, I've tuned so many times at the track by, you know, by, you know, it's a lot easier to do it with, with, with exhaust gas temperature. Um, but, if, you know, if you cylinder head temperature, I knew that, if if I was running a twelve five, you know, tuned on the dyno, you know, in Georgetown, I knew if we went to Patriot, you know, it was going to be about a twelve six or twelve seven to one. So I knew I'd have to back it down some. Um, but I always, you know, if we were running in our best range, you know, and 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 Jamie was losing four or five hundred RPMs, you know, or four hundred RPMs in the corner, um, you know, that engine was going to run. And and this this is one of the big big tricks out there, you know, that engine was going to run 470, 465 up in that range. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, no matter what you do to the carburetor, head, exhaust, no matter what you do, that explosion is, is inside that thing when it fires, you know, that's what turns the crankshaft. So if you've got the, you know, if you've got the best carburetor in the world and it's dumping fuel in there, you're coming around on your compression stroke and you're compressing that, and that explosion, if you have blow by, when that explosion, you lose your power. I mean, that that you, that top ring has to seal to that cylinder to turn that crankshaft to to give it more of that jerk. Um, you know, it has to seal up. You know, everything that you do is about that explosion. So, is is the most important thing you can do is seal that compression ring to that cylinder. So that's where I put all my time into it. And certainly, I like tuning and stuff. But you know, when you send a send and 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 I tune a lot of motors to to you know run run all that you know exhaust gas temperature um and have the air fuel ratio pretty close all over the country but you know you would not tune it right there to that edge not that it would probably make a difference on the racetrack anyway but you know that 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 whole thing is you know you see guys out there with an engine running 400 degrees you know that's just like seeing seeing somebody have an engine smoking in the grid they're not going to be very competitive horsepower wise you know they may still outrun you because they your scrub radius and everything is working just right for their tire compound and their air air pressure that night but um they're, they're not going to outrun you by out accelerating you off the line or anything like that you're going to be able to roll with them pretty good down you know down the straightaways right i um when i was talking to luke he kind, of, he kind of reminded me of like if maybe like a younger you so to speak you know just real into it knowledgeable but the reason i asked he actually um I reached out to him. And I was like, "Hey, man!" I was like, "I'm gonna be on there with Air Force, and I, I'm an idiot when it comes to motors." And I was like, "Got any uh, questions I should ask that make me sound good?" And he said, "It was kind of like a little smiley face." And he said, "How much time is wasted in R and D?" And like I said, he actually had two little smiley faces, and he thought you'd get a kick out of that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and 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 it really is. You know, and and that that really, you know, it goes back to you know trying to do this for a living. It's very hard. You know, because most of the guys that's going to do it right, 
and is going to build every engine they can to get every last bit out of it and still try to race, you know, he's never going to stop dynoing, you know, and, and really and truly, honestly, you know, it, it was not, it wasn't fair. You know, it was, it was it, at that time, it felt fair to me, you know, because, you know, I, I was going, you know, I was going to be, you know, be the best at it, you know, or do it the best I could, you know, and, and be able to run with the best in the country and be able to be competitive with the best engine builders out there and the best racers out there. So it felt fair to me, you know, it, I felt justified in, in spending all those hours at the shop, but, you know, really and truly, you know, it, it really wasn't fair, you know, to my family, you know, because, you know, it, I've always known that there's nothing, any, anything more important than spending time with your kids and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and, and as you get older, you see that more. I mean, you understand that, you know, racing has been, been my life since I was probably, you know, since I was old enough to stand up and go to, you know, be able to walk and go to race with my dad, I saw what, you know, me and all of my brothers, um, you know, that's all we've ever thought of is racing. You know, it's all, you know, you know, when we pull into that, you know, we used to go to Daytona, the big race every year in, in February, you know, my little brother, Jason, we, we, we used to go every year and the hair would stand up on the back of his neck and his arms when we pulled, when we pulled <laughs> 92 there in front of Daytona, we just been, you know, racing has been our life, but at the end of the day, it is, it was important, you know, it was important to me, but, you know, the more and more I look at it, the more and more I think back on it, it, you know, it, it really, I'm glad I've done all that stuff. Glad we won all those races and, and, you know, and I'm working on some stuff now to maybe do, do a little bit, you know, to get back into it just a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. at my own pace, mm -hmm. but, you know, it, it, I, you know, it, it, was it worth, you know, seven days a week for a few years and, you know, and traveling all over the country and missing, missing out on some things, you know, I, I've, I've never, never missed a ball game with any of my kids, you know, and I helped coach a couple of years and, and I went back, um, in 2000, um, 18 when we were in Georgetown and coached a ball, ball, ball team with my, my son, we didn't know anybody on the ball field, um, you know, and, and, you know, just, he wanted to coach with me and we coached and went out there and, and won the league that year. And that was probably, you know, that was probably one of the things that hit home to me, you know, this, this, you know, the racing thing was, is, is great, you know, and, and we've done it all our life and that's all we've ever thought about, but you know, that's, that's not what it's all about, you know, and, and in life, you know, you got, mm -hmm. to, you got to look at other things and there's, there are a lot more things out there more important. So, you know, I, I think it's more about, you know, I think if I had, you know, my son, my oldest son raced and, you know, and, and we went to a race in Johnsonville and of course, um, you know, of course I had a real good restrictor plate flathead and there was a, you know, a, a, a team that come there that, that, you know, had all the best stuff, had, you know, Todd Miller go-kart and motor and all that stuff. And, you know, and we didn't race for a long time, but we outrun those, outrun them night, that night at a big race and got, you know, and it was his first win. And, and, you know, I, I think I was in the infield and I think I turned cart, turned cart, about turned cartwheels all the way down that thing. When he got <laughs> never, that was probably, you know, a little bit better than, or as good as, as winning all those classes at Daytona in 2018, you know, with, with Jamie. So, um, but you know, I guess it goes back to when you see these, these younger people out there, you know, the young kids out there today with their family, that's the way to go about it. You know, um, trying to do it for a business, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard, you know, you know, and, and I look back, you know, and, and starting out, you know, I knew that, you know, you know, I, you know, Greg James beef and them, they, they had as many edges out there than anybody, you know, and I heard him one time say, yeah, well, 
probably not something, you know, I seen and it stuck in my head and this has been years ago. He said, that's probably not something you going to want to do to you get to be 60. And I was like, huh, you know, that, that there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of stock in that, you know, cause all the guys used to be very busy, you know, none of them ever become millionaires, you know, and doing this stuff. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, most of them went on to work for, you know, in NASCAR to get something with a lot better benefits. And there was a reason behind that. These guys, you know, build as many engines as anybody. And, 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 and yet they didn't, you know, it was, it was hard to do, you know, insurance and stuff. Anybody knows that, that does a business by themselves, you have to turn on, turn on, have a lot of cash flow to, to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, and, and going back to that R and D thing, I didn't mean to get off track, but no, you're it good. takes a lot. It takes a lot. You know, before I went to a race, we spent two days on whatever we went to that track with in 2000, 2017 and 2018, before we went to a race with Jamie or somebody, I spent, a good two days on whatever we took to the track and um you know and and it it took that you know and, and still yet you know some races we went to you know i felt like we were you know we'd be better on motor and you know and and, and miss tires by a few points or somebody have have a left rear that wasn't rolled or you know or something and they would be you know beating us from center off just a little bit and you know still lose that day but um you know, most, you know, most of the time in, in, in 2017 and 18, I always felt like we had a good chance because, you know, Jamie, Jamie was, and has always been on top of his stuff. And, you know, it was a lot of fun racing with those guys. When you got to the track, you know, it reminded me of how particular, you know, people like Stephanie was back in the day and, and, and Chris and Dion, because Jamie and, and Jeremy, you know, the, the bodies were perfect, you know, the seat, you can tell it wasn't in a bind, you know, everything, you know, just wasn't, everything was perfect. You know, you spend the, spend the spindles or the hubs or the axle and everything was just perfect. New chain all the time. You know, it just, you know, you had that feeling, you know, and it made you, it made me a lot, but you know, it, it made, made me want to dig even harder, you know, when I, when I would go, you know, before I'd leave that shop to make sure we had the best, you know, so. Right. Now you, you touched on a lot of good points there. I am. Um, even like going back to the family theme, man, I, I agree. I mean, that's kind of, I, I told, um, you know, I told Alex and Brian on the way to a race, it was like in August, you know, my, my oldest son wanted to do martial arts and we decided to have another kid. And it was like, you know, I, I felt like I was done. And I, you know, even going back to, you know, you doing cartwheels with your kid winning and stuff like that and having fun with baseball. I mean, it, we won a lot of big races, Daytona, big money races, whatever. It, it didn't compare to my seven-year-old catching a, a fly ball and all stars. You know what I mean? Like it, it was no, there was no comparison whatsoever. And I think, that was the big thing and uh not anyone in particular but when i went back last year with brian and alex to a couple races and we were you know he was raised for people and they're you know top level guys and the thing that stuck out to me most is just how miserable everyone not that they were all like moping around but just like you know the conversations the words they use the things like that like they're they're not happy people you know what i mean they they would be better to take a step back or take a break and um enjoy it a little more i think absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah you're, you're exactly right you know and and you know trying to do it for business and support you know supporting a few families from it you know was 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 you know it got harder and harder you know because like i said you know the difference you know and then we've talked about this before you know the animal motor was definitely you know the best motor that's ever been on the market i, I didn't you know deal with them a whole lot and i was totally against them there at the end you know and they would try to bring them back in you know because the clone was my thing you know i, I you know I, I had done so much back to that r&d thing nobody had more hours in testing heads and carburetors you know and and 
quite frankly, I look back on it, you know, and starting in 2015, I, you know, I said, you know what? I should have never said anything to anybody, but that's just not me. Every engine builder that called me, you know, I told them exactly. I never lied to anyone, none of them, you know, and there were some of them that, you know, that was off on the clones that, you know, are winning and doing very good today that called me, you know, and I, and I would tell them exactly what we were doing, you know, and, and, and helped them every, every step of the way. And, you know, and they may buy some stuff for me that day, but, you know, after that, you didn't ever hear back from them, but on some of them, but, um, you know, I, I just, that's just the way I always was, you know, I, 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 when I started trying to build motors back in the day, you know, flatheads back, you know, before I was 15 years old, you know, before I got my first, you know, when I got my first win, nobody would tell us anything, you know, they, they you'd call up and try to talk to somebody, you know, and they'd be like, who are you? You know, so it, it, it was a, it was one of those deals. And I said, you know what? I told my dad, I said, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll, we're, we're going, we'll figure it out. It's, you know, this stuff here and a lot, something that I've heard other people say years, many times over. I said, you know, many years ago, it's not rocket science, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> figure it out. So, and, you know, we did for the most part, but, you know, back then I learned early on, you know, it was, it was a lot to do with the rings. You know, I, you know, I, I you know, many years ago, I would, you know, take a fish scale and, you know, and, 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 and fix up a piston and put my all ring on it, you know, even the flathead days and see what kind of drag I had and, you know, make me a, back then I didn't have a, a furnace, you know, I, I used a torch and, and it would heat them up and sometimes they'd fall through the cylinder. I knew I went too far and I would change that. But, I, you know, I spent a many a day dragging those rings through the, through the cylinder. And then when the clones come out, you know, those, those compression rings wouldn't seal up. So I, you know, I started lapping them and working with that, you know, and, and, in, in, in some cases, you know, I'd get some engines in that, you know, from a reputable engine builder and, and that sucker would be a horsepower off or even more, you know, and they, here they are just paid twelve or $1,300 for this motor and it was way off. And most of the time I tried not, not to mess with anybody else's stuff because it's always a lot more work to, you know, if somebody's doing it a different way than what you're doing. But anyway, most of the time it was because they wasn't sealed up that compression ring, you know, all that blow by was going right by the top off. Hey, Eric. Still there? Sorry about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. Now, something I was going to kind of ask is, um, I mean, you kind of mentioned that you know maybe you're going to do something again and get back in as a hobby and stuff. If there, you know, there's going to be people listening to this. I mean, I don't know how many, not a whole lot, but a thousand people maybe. And there's going to be some young engine builders in there, like a young Eric Voss in the mid '90s. I mean, any kind of, I mean, what advice other than don't do it, maybe? Might you um, suggest to someone that not that wants to go do it full time, but that, you know, wants to help out a couple of teams? I mean, would you would you try to find one team that's financially well off to go run with them? Or would you rather have three or four or 10 or 15 guys? Like, how how do you view that now after going through it? Yeah, well, um, you know, and I I thought about that a lot lately, you know, because I've been still doing a few carburetors and stuff. And and I've got, you know, some uh, some quarter midget motors that I've got from you know, I've done for people over the years, you know, and, and, and I'm trying to, you know, do maybe one a week or something like that, just to piddle with it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great question, you know, and, and I guess the first thing they need to understand everybody that, that has a little bit of understanding on engine, they want to go, you know, they think they're going to be able to, you know, if they sell one engine or what they think they're going to be able to do it for a living, just, just understand that, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's impossible because people do 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 it for a living, but you know, um, it, it's hard to do. It, it's very hard to do. Um, you know, I, I, you got to have the right tooling. You know, you can't can't um, shortcut on that. You got to have, 
you know, you don't have to have a, you know, a $5,000 flow bench or $10,000 dyno. Um, you can do all that stuff with minimal cost. Um, the carburetors and heads are only going to flow so much. I recommend getting with somebody that, you know, you can purchase that from that, you know, just going to shoot you straight, um, you know, and, and not, 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 you know, be any snake oil salesman, you know, because this, it's a lot of that out, you know, I won't say it's a lot, a lot of people out there because there's a lot of good people in the sport, but everybody, you know, most of the engine builders I th- I've, I've ever heard talk to a customer or be or be around them and they answer the phone with their customer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've dynoed some of his stuff. It, nah, it wasn't that good. You know, and you've never heard anybody say they've dynoed another another customer's engine and it dynoed as good as <laughs> Right. You know, right. it's not really the case. There's not a big difference in them, honestly. But, you know, what I would tell somebody that's young and wants to get into it, you know, is is – concentrate you know on getting getting those engines sealed up good you know and 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 doing the right things you know get with the right people you definitely got to be with somebody that can afford to do it you know it goes back to you know in my mind racing with you know with 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 people that enjoy themselves you, you hit the nail on the head earlier with saying that you know some people just didn't enjoy it um you know or it was too much like a job you know or if they didn't win you know, geez, Louise, I didn't spend, you know, all this money in interviews. I ain't won nothing, you know, shoot. I don't know if this guy's going to call me next week now about these tires, you know? So, you know, it, it it's, it's a, every, every good situation I've been in over the years of racing was because I was with good people. Um, and that made it a lot more, made me dig a lot harder, you know, and, and it, it made it a lot funner, you know, to go do this kind of stuff. You know, you, you're, you know, first thing you need to understand is number one, you're not going to make a living, living doing this. There's only a few people that's going to do that and, and they're not going to get rich. I can go ahead and tell you that number one, um, number two, do it right. Take the time and do it right. Don't have, you know, don't, don't have behind it and don't try to buy, you know, you know, you don't have to buy all this. You don't have to buy all this equipment. You know, everybody thinks they've got to have a furnace, you know, because I had one to do rings and, you know, they think they got to have a, you know, a, a super flow flow bench. You don't have to have all that stuff. There's the, you know, there's enough information out there, um, you know, that you can build a carburetor, you know, if you've got the right casting, you can build a carburetor that'll run with anybody's, you know, there's not that much difference. Um, you know, same thing with heads, you know, if you don't have the machinery, you know, if you think about it, you know, how much would you have to buy, you know, to, to do the machine work on a head? I mean, you could, by the time you bought that machinery, you could have purchased about five, you know, probably, 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 you know, you could probably purchase a hundred heads. So just think about it like that. You know, don't, don't, don't try to go out and buy a bunch of equipment. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of good people out there that build engines. Um, you know, I, you know, if, if, if it was me and I was just starting over again, you know, I would, I would, you know, work with, you know, I, I if, if I wanted to build the engines, you know, I would call dyno cams, you know, they're, you know, I would call somebody, you know, like, you know, Randy Garner that works down there. He's, he's a, super guy he knows all the performance side of it you know he knows how to tune them um you know all those people down there at dino they, they've been in business for a long time for you know for, for 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 number one um you know they know the business um and they're they're and number two they're very honest um you know i think his son's working down there now with him as well and it's, it's always been a good group down there and randy's kind of been the backbone for for as long as I can remember. And, and they're honest. They're not going to tell you a story. They're not going to try to say something you don't need. Um, and all the parts that they have on the shelf, you could take, take those parts and go win a national, you know, with the right group. So, 
you know, that that's, that's what I recommend, you know, um, as far as the engine side of it, um, you know, and, and racing, you know, if, if, if I, I want to, you know, I want to do a little bit, um, but you know, I'm not going to reach out, you know, and, and try to jump on board with this or that one, you know, I'm gonna wait till the right person, you know, reaches out to me and, you know, and, 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 and put a long, a short term, some short term goals and some long term goals in place, you know, and anybody should do that. You know, if you're going to do something, you have to have it down on paper, you know, just don't just go out there and take off at it. You got to have a plan in place. You know, what do you want to do? You know, where do you want to be at in a month? Where do you want to be at in six months? Where do you want to be at in 12 months? And how are you going to get there? You know, and then every week you can adjust on those and, 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 you know, and, and, and keep that moving along. But that, that's what I recommend. I hope I answered that kind of what you were looking for hey man i i you know more about than i do i sound all sounded good to me and uh i'm i hate to tell you this but after this podcast comes out you're gonna have a bunch of people calling you trying to work out that paper deal with you too (laughs) (laughs) but uh like i said man i you know i i'm glad to see you get back you know hopefully even just piddling around man like i i i um i helped my brother a little bit i went to a couple races with him just not that he, you know, just ran amateur and stuff. Nothing's crazy, but I, I had, I had more fun because uh, the guys he went with and the expectations were, were nothing. You know what I mean? It's like the, the expectations are very low when you go help someone no one knows. And um, so I kind of liked it. I think that you'll probably, probably have that burn back again too once you get back into it. And I uh, just, you know, really just having like the hobby part of it. I'm sure. So um, absolutely. absolutely. And just hypothetically, if uh, if you did have a race team, um, someone said that maybe crown Royal would be your sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that the drink of uh, of choice for Mr. Eric Wells? Nah, well, you know, I, I really don't hardly ever drink anymore, <laughs> you know, but you know, back in the day, you know, yeah, I, I, that, that was my, my drink of choice for sure. But, um, you know, we were at, uh, we were actually at Nisa's and, um, this was back when I was, um, um, I guess I was pro- probably helping. I was helping. I think I was helping Jerry and them and, and Kevin Smith, uh, KSR, you know, I used to go to all the races. Kevin and I used to travel together. And, right. um, um, you know, and I, I think Slim and all them, I don't remember who I was out there that night. Doug was out there, you know, and and uh, lots of people. And they, were, they broke out the Crown Royal, you know, and, and um, you know, and, and, and I told them, you know, I said, ah, they said, yeah, you want to drink some of this Crown? I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, I'm not really much of a drinker, you know, but I, you know, give me that bottle. I grabbed that bottle and I don't know how much of it I'm going to get a bit. But anyway, they <laughs> had right shortly after that, but um, they, they, they made a whole lot more noise than I did, but they remember that first wig I took, I guess, and that, that kind of got them going. Um, yeah. I, do, yeah. I, do, I do, I do have, I do have a good racing story though. This was back, um, trying to, it was the, it was the first big kahuna they had. They were paying 10,000 to win. And, um, I was right. I was with, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Williams and Dion Johnson, all my, and, and all my brothers were there, Ricky, Jason. Um, we must, you know, and everywhere we went, you know, we had three or four room full. So we had, you know, at the motel, we had three or four rooms there and, and, um, we went out, you know, we went to track and, and uh, that, that night and set up, I don't know if we practiced or what, anyway, we went and got something to eat. And, and um, back then Chris used to drink a good bit. So I, I me or Dion or I would probably drive most of the time. And uh, we were got back to the motel and Ricky and you know, Ricky and them was already in, in their room asleep. Michael Edwards from, from Precision Cams, you know, he came down and, and um we used to do some stuff with him and we ran his limiters and stuff like that. And and um 
so Mike was in the room, Michael Edwards, my brother, Ricky, um, Jason, my little brother. And I'm trying to remember who else was in the room. But anyway, Chris was always had something going on, you know? Well, anyway, we left, we left the restaurant that night, coming back to motels, me and me and Chris and maybe Dion and well, it might've been just me and Chris leaving the motel. He leaves the restaurant. We was coming back to the motel and he wanted to drive, let him drive right down the road. And I was like, man, if you let me out of that front door, I won't never ride with you again. So we finally, <laughs> I finally got, out, got up there to the rooms, and we had three or four rooms right there together. And uh, I went in there and was talking to Ricky and them. They were they was about half asleep. And Chris came to the door. Ricky said, "Do not open that door and let that fool." And he was in the hall, hallway making a lot of noise. And and um, he said, he said, "Don't open that door. And let that fool in here. We won't never get to sleep." So about that time, I said, "It's too quiet out there. Somebody please open that door and see what's going on." And about that time. <laughs> He had one of them big nozzles off one of them fire extinguishers. He let that circle. <laughs> in Evacuated that whole motel. <laughs> and um, I mean, the, the, Ricky grabbed the, grabbed the blanket and was trying to hold it down at the door to keep stuff from coming through the door. He was overwhelmed. We opened the window. I thought we were going to have to jump out the window. I find, we finally took off out the room. And, of course, everybody was coming out the rooms and stuff and that's you know that stuff takes all the oxygen out there i mean people were coughing and huffing i mean it just consumed that whole floor on that motel and i was like oh my goodness so of course the law came and chris and them went in the room you know and the law came knocked on the door and that room was ruined michael edwards couldn't find his wallet and everything else and of course the law found it in the in the dust and stuff when they went in there searching but um so we were all piled up in this next room and the law come knocked on the door and I went to the door and I said, uh, you um, know who's staying next door? I said, ah, so I think all these rooms are in my name. You know, long story short, they had us all out there in our drawers and T-shirt. <laughs> well, Chris was hiding beside the bed in the bedroom, you know, and um, they were out there doing their investigation, you know, and I said, let me get some, let me, let me get some, get some shorts on. So I walked back in the room. Chris said, you know, he's in the room and he said, hey. Y'all get to one side. When you get back out there counting three, I'm taking off running. I said, if you come running out that door, them fools will shoot. They'll be shot. They'll end up shooting me, and you'll get away. You'll get away. Said, I'm tackling you. So he, he's hiding in the room. They got us all out there getting ready to fingerprint us, and this fool's hiding, hiding in the room. You know, that doesn't anything to him, you know. So they've done evacuated the motel at this point. They're out there. That guy's swinging his hat around. He said, I'm going to find out who done this. I said, man, I'm telling you, this crowd, it tells you they don't know nothing. They're not going to tell you nothing. You can keep them here all night. So finally, I said, hey, man, you can just go ahead and you can go ahead and take me. I, I did it. He said, no, sir, you didn't do it. I know you didn't do it. And so he keeps on, you know, and finally, <laughs> finally, they, they write a ticket, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I got to pay to get the get the room cleaned up. And Chris is still in the room laying down. He's the one caused all this mess. And we out there in the in the hallway in our drawers. And um, finally, he comes walking back up there after they wrote, wrote this big old ticket. You know, I got to pay. He comes back up there. He said, you know anybody driving a black dually? I was thinking, dang, that's what Chris went and parked when he dropped me off the front door. I said, I think I do. He said, you mind telling him to get that thing out that flower bed out front? I said, oh. <laughs> so, dually's parked in the flower bed. So that's what kind of, you know, racing with them guys back in the day, you know. Back then, you know, Harold, you know, Chris Grote, you know, we, we ran Phantom Go-Karts. And um, we didn't race all the nationals and stuff, but it was a lot of fun back then. You know, everywhere we went, it was something just like that going on, you know, like, like you know. And, and Chris was a nut. You know, he was at, at, at that time, you know, he was about 
he was one of the ones if we you know we could go to a national and and, and moon was the you know certainly the man back then but we could go there and, and if we didn't outrun him we were all over him and they'd end up you know running over each other or something but you know we did outrun him a few times but um it, it was always something like that when you went to track with those guys and it was a lot of fun you know all my brothers were with me you know we we all raced together at those at those races and that was a lot of fun back you know and in, in, in early 2000. So that, that was a lot of fun. I, I missed those days and, you know, and, and it was different, you know, uh, you know, I, I couldn't have, I could probably couldn't have stood, couldn't, couldn't have stood it, you know, at, you know, when I, when I went and started doing it for, for, for a, um, doing this for a business, you know, you know, and, and as, as my livelihood, I, I probably couldn't have, couldn't have stood much of that race <laughs> races with him the way, the way he was, but it was a lot of fun. And those guys were very good and very talented, you know, and people, you know, may, may not, may not know of them, but they, they're very, that's a very, Chris and Dion were probably two of the most talented that, that I'd ever raced with for sure. Right. Yeah. And that's when I talk to Brian, I mean, even we talk once a week probably now, but uh, a, a lot of what we talk about, like when it is geared around racing is it's really a lot about those stories. You know what I mean? Outside of the racetrack that, uh, that you kind of remember the conversation, especially for us. And we had seven hours to get anywhere. So for us, I mean, it's just a lot of, a lot of life lessons. I mean, just a, a lot of just talk and funny stories and plus, sure. when I, I mean, I know on multiple occasions I've been in Toter homes with hammer driving and he's getting pulled over and the dad's waking up to go get in the driver's seat for hammer. Cause he's got a warrant in that state or something like that. I mean, it's yeah, all the absolutely. little stories like that that are just hilarious, man. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, so I just, a, a couple of things kind of ending up on here. Um, I guess, you know, a lot of the greats, you know, whether it be Jordan or whoever, and um, they all go like Pele. They all have one name. So if I, one of, one of the favorite people that I ever watched race was um, up in my area was Higgy. And I know that, you know, I know you know of him, you know him. Um, yep. What do you, you know, what, like when I say Higgy, what comes to your mind? Because he, you know, uh, and I want to get him on the pod, our podcast. I'm going up there with, uh, with Kevin Colburn one day to get it, hopefully. But um, like when I say Higgy, man, I, what? What what comes to mind when you t- when I say that? Um, probably honesty. I mean, you know, I, I'm glad you brought him up. You know, because uh, Higgy, you know, I, I met Higgy in in Daytona um, many years ago, and and of course, you know, Stephanie. It was probably through Stephanie because Stephanie and Higgy raced, you know, pretty close together, uh, right up in you know in that area and around Richmond and stuff. And and that's how I get to got to know. Him. I knew of him, but you know, never really talked with him because. Every year you went down to Daytona, Higgy would win at least one class, you know, and, and I think the first year that we were kind of parked beside him and hanging out with him and, you know, he was, you know, cause Daytona, we sucked in Daytona, you know, and, and he would, you know, he would be wrapping his tires and coating them with WD-40, you know, and he, every time you'd ask him something, he'd tell you exactly what he was doing. Come here, I'll show you, you know, you know, stick, check this tire right here, man. Come on here, fool. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was, he was very entertaining. He was very honest and and knowledge on go-karts, you know, I, I, I was just, you know, and, and a lot of people don't think that I know much about go-karts and I, and, and I, I don't know near as much about go-karts as I do about motors, but that's what I've been kind of studying lately, you know, um, since I've gotten away from it, you know, and, and thought a lot of it, you know, I've, I've learned a lot over the years, but, you know, I never really cared about it. I never really concentrated on tires because I've always, you know, I was either racing with Chris and Dion or, you know, or, or, or somebody like, you know, uh, Jamie or, you know, or somebody like y'all that tires was, you know, just something I knew I wasn't the best at it because I didn't work on them seven days a week, you know, but, Mm -hmm. 
you know, so, so, but Higgy, I mean, he was just very honest. I mean, he, he, you know, he didn't know us from, from Adam, you know, and, and that sucker would, you know, whatever he was doing, he would show us, you know, this is what I'm doing. And this guy was on the pole in about every class down at Daytona and he was winning every year, you know, and here he was, you know, he didn't hardly know us. And, you know, he was showing us, you know, and, and that's where we learned about, you know, jigging the chassis where, you know, and he was showing us, you know, how they were bowed and stuff like that, you know, and that's when, you know, everybody, you know, Dion had built a table, he, he and Chris had built a table to bow them up in the center, you know, so that when it squatted, you know, it didn't put the right rear in the bind and stuff like that, you know, and, and all that stuff, you know, it's, it's come back, back to me in the last year, year or so thinking about tires and different stuff like that. But anyway, I learned a lot from him on go-karts and, and everybody around me did as well. We won, you know, lots of races, you know, all over the country and, 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 you know, and, and certainly some of that stuff we learned from him helped out a ton. That's for sure. And, you know, and, and he and I used to talk, you know, right. Good bit, you know, stuff. And, um, whether, whether it be, you know, um, motors or go-kart and most of the time it was talking about motors, um, you know, we work, you know, I've always tried to try to help him, you know, he, he's, he's as good an engine builder as anybody out there. You know, there were some small things that, you know, that I run across and if I ran across him, if he called me and, you know, and asked a question, you know, I, I was just as honest with him as he was with me, you know, about go-karts back in the day. But, you know, I, I, I've, I've always felt like that he is probably one of the, one of the best out there that doesn't have to get credit for it. I mean, you know, he just, you know, he hadn't been in the right place at the right time to have, you know, he had, you know, what was the little junior driver you had on your show um, racing? Um, racing Hayes. You know, yeah, he was building his motors oh. for a while. And of course, they won about every every race they were in, you know. And, you know, Higgy's always been very good. And he's always worked very hard. And, and the biggest thing with him, he's always been honest. You know, so every time he ever called me and we talked about motors, you know, I, you know, you know, and he'd always start the conversation. Hey, fool, what's going on, man? You know, <laughs> why, you know and, and so, you know, I, I, I really, you know, I, I, somebody like him is, it was a lot of fun, you know, and, and, and I even, I was, you know, back when I was working international paper, I went, went up that way and actually called a cab to see him one time, you know, and he, he drove me back to the motel. But anyway, this was many years ago, but I've always felt like he was a good friend, you know, although we were a good distance away, you know, and, and, and he'd come down to Aner a couple of times and raced and we talked a lot, you know, but I've always enjoyed conversations with him, but he's probably one of the, if not the smartest guys in racing that lots of, you know, maybe a few people don't know. Um, but, you know, he could, he can, you know, any, anything that I've ever, ever won or went about you know in that same situation Higgy could have went there and won those races or even been you know a tenth or so better in my mind that's just how much farther along he is technical wise with go-karts and you know and then the tubes and everything he just he he understood he, he's understood that stuff for many many years you know and and I think the only thing that may have may have may have hindered him any at all was he was always a little bit hard-headed he was all i'm gonna build my own you know and sure enough he'd go win with it but um like man that's just too much work you can concentrate on you know your tires and work on that motor a little bit don't you you know how long it takes to build one of them go car man i can do it though i think i can do that better than you know this other go car here you know so i felt like he was a little bit hard-headed in that but he but he is you know he's a he's he is way sharper than anybody would may, may not may give him credit for, you know, maybe because he hadn't won, you know, all the big races in the last year or two, but over the years, 
you know, hands down, that sucker could, you know, he, he's definitely, definitely one of the strongest ever that I've, that I've ever been around. And as far as understanding, you know, I've, I've talked with a lot of guys that, you know, that build races, probably, you know, pretty much everybody. And, you know, as far as somebody that knows about go-karts and knows about motors, um, he's definitely, you know, he's definitely ranked up there at the top, you know, with somebody like a moon or somebody like that, who was well-rounded and could do a little bit of all of it, you know, and, and, you know, and he wouldn't in my mind, you know, not taking anything away from Ron or anybody else, but you know, most of the guys in engine building, you know, they, they went through somebody else, you know, he gets kind of like me, he just learned it on his own and, you know, he's worked with a few different people, but most of the stuff he come up with, he come up with on his own like I did. I never, you know, went to anybody else or built engines under anybody else. It was all, you know, what we learned in the backyard up under the tree building them. So, um, I, you know, he, he, he's strong though. You know, I, I would, I would recommend him. I don't know if he's still, still doing much of it or doing a lot of it or doing just a little bit of it, but he's very strong and he's very honest. You know, if I was going to recommend somebody and I didn't think about her, I'm glad you brought him up, but he's, he's one of the, one of the sharpest guys on tires, go-karts and motors there, there is out there. I, I would definitely recommend him to anybody. And, and he's, and he's a good guy. He's honest. You know, like I said, I, I learned that right off the bat and, and um, he's been that way for many, many years. So I, I hope he's, I hope everything's going well with him. I ain't have not talked with him in the last couple of years because I've been, you know, um, been wide open working back in the industry. You know, I left um, international paper, you know, <clears throat> after about after I'd been there for over 20 years and, and I went and worked for Georgia Pacific um, in, in manufacturing for stay with them for about a year. And now I'm working for West Rock doing the same thing. And it's, 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 um, you know, it's competitive, you know, I've got, you know, probably 30 people under me and it's something keeping everybody in line and, you know, and having, making sure everybody's engaged and, you know, and, and, and doing all the things and keeping up with budgets, but I'm, I'm very competitive. I want, you know, I want our manufacturing calls to be less than anybody else's in the same business that we are. Um, and I want us to, you know, stuff to be more, you know, more reliable than anybody else's in the industry. You know, I want all the stuff to run well and I'm very competitive with that. So it's, it's kind of a race as well. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, just, you know, listening to you and just some past guests and stuff, it's you know, one thing I can say for, for sure in my mind is the people that, that care about stuff in racing, like once they do move on, like even before racing, like you or me or whoever, the, you know, people on here, like they're going to be good at whatever they do because of the mindset they have. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter if you grew up and you decided I'm going to make candy canes, you know what I mean? Like you were going to have really good candy canes, you know, it's just, I think, like, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just. So it's um it, it's no surprise to me to hear like when I when I do talk to people either on here or off here and it's like you know successful people on the track are generally successful people off the track as well you know absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. yeah you hit the nail on the head I mean because somebody with the you know the work ethic of you know of of, of Jamie Canal or, or or Jerry Mullis I mean those guys can you know they love racing and you know and eat sleep and breathe it you know and and and, and do it for a living and are, are, are as good of people as anybody and you know you they the same thing you know if they go into if they ever decide to do something different they're going to be very good at it because they're they're very talented and they, they they have that drive you know to do what it takes if it means working you know around the clock if it means driving across the country you know they're going right. to you know, they're going to do whatever it takes to 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 win you know to to be good or be competitive right absolutely and um well, Eric, we've been going for a while, man, and uh, 
if you have 30 people underneath of you, I can only imagine the headaches you have. <laughs> so, um, but, um, I, you know, I, you know, kind of getting to an end here, you know, the first thing it, it, it took us a little while to get together. I really on my end with, uh, with everything going on with the pandemic and my wife teaching and kids and trying to set up a time was, uh, was a little, a little hard, but, um, like I said, man, I really do appreciate you, uh, sticking in there and kind of working it out with me and a lot of things you said on here. I hope, you know, hope a lot of people listen to this and kind of pass on the things, um, you know, kind of in closing, is there anything that, you know, anything you'd like to say or, you know, uh, give, you know, I don't know, anyone you want to thank, anything like that, uh, feel free to, to let also let people know where they can find you. I'll definitely tag you on, um, on Facebook, but, um, you know, let people know where they can find you and, um, any closing kind of statements, I guess. Uh, uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I appreciate you doing this stuff. I think it helps out a ton. You know, um, I, I kind of rambled on a, a right good bit, but I, I hope there was enough information in there that's going to help somebody. You know, I, I've just like you're doing with this podcast with, you know, with the quality of people, you know, everybody I've heard, I've listened to every one of them and, and, and I've gotten something out of everything, you know, or, or, or said, yeah, they're exactly right. You know, lots of things they've said on here has been 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 dead on accurate so you know I, I appreciate you doing that you know i felt like i've always done that i probably you know and most of the time you know i got on the phone it was with talking with you know some of the top engine builders in the country or some of the top racers in the country and you know i wish i would have had more time to speak to you know and 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 i always tried to get back to everybody you know so i've talked with a lot of people in all over the country and really enjoyed that but you know i i, I hope that you know this continues to grow you know, and more people listen to it, um, you know, and I hope they get just as much enjoyment out of it, you know, as I did, you know, listening to every one of the podcasts you had on here. And, and I, you know, like I said, I, I just hope it, it helps everybody to understand. I hope it saves somebody some headache and it makes it more enjoyable for them. You know, just stick to the basics, um, stick with, stick with the good people, you know, just got a good track record with it, you know, and let them help you and, and don't, don't, don't try to overspend and, you know, and always have a plan, you know, put a plan down, you know, where do, where do you want to be at in racing, you know, in the short term, long term, you know, and, and you can, it's okay to adjust those, you know, accordingly, but you know, you, you have to have a plan in place to know where you're going. So you got to know where you're at um, compared to where you want to be. And, and um, I, you know, any, anything I can do to, to help with this stuff, you know, I, I'd be glad to, you know, I, I got involved with WK a few years ago and got to tech with, you know, with Randall and a lot of others, you know, and, and, and feel like that I, I, I kind of helped those guys with, understanding a lot of things you know they're, they're good people you know sometimes they make 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 some hard decisions and you know that, that people don't like but i think for the for the bet for the most part um they, they 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 take that job serious you know and 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 some of them have changed you know the way people go about building motors you know but one thing they should you know lots of people should understand is you know it's, it's just like when akr akra come out with the ported heads you know we, we didn't port it you know we went and raced akr we, we didn't port the head because I wasn't where it was at. Sure, sure, porting ahead will pick them up three or four tenths up top, but you know, at 6,000, not making a big, you know, a ton of, you know, a couple tenths of horsepower difference, um, you know, from center corner off. So I didn't really ever worry about it. So we never was at a disadvantage. So, you know, that just goes to show that this, you know, stuff like that, you know, messing with the head, you know, the, the stealth head everybody talked about. I never have ever cut a head you know, cut a port in the head. And everybody said, Voss has got them port that I've never done it. It's too much work and it cut in our margins too much to make, you know, to, to add to, add to the cost of the head. And I was trying to make, you know, sell them at a reasonable price and, and make, make money. But anyway, I, I wanted to throw that in there because everybody thought that we were doing this or doing that, but it, it's not about making something close. 
And it's not about, um, you know, having a carburetor that's this or that, or a head that's got a port that's had something done to it. You know, it, it's, it's the small things and, and understanding what makes those engines go. That's where it's at. You know, don't, don't, don't ever, don't ever do anything to cheat. Always go by the rules and, and and be honest about you know every everything you're doing in Europe, it'll always come back around to you. I'm a firm believer in that. So that's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, words of wisdom from Mr. Eric Voss, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did. Uh, Eric dropped a lot of useful knowledge in there, and uh, I was taking notes during our actual interview, and I'm going back and, and actually listened to it again just to touch up on some things. But if you see him on Facebook or at the track, make sure you stop by. Um, tell him you appreciate his time, and if you have any follow-up questions, shoot them to him. I'm sure that um, he would be more than happy to answer when he has time. I'll tag him on our zero analytics facebook page and if you haven't already uh, the biggest thing you can do to kind of help the podcast and stuff like that if you enjoyed it is to tell someone um, tell your tire washer your buggy pusher your engine builder your mom your dad whoever and make sure you subscribe uh, whether you listen to it on spotify or anchor or Apple Podcasts, whatever. If you subscribe there, and I just kind of help everything grow. So again, I appreciate it. Be safe, have fun, and talk to you next time.